welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast, talking about Thomas Chatterton. 18 years old when he died. Lovely poem from someone who died so young. Song for Ella. Or Ella. Um, Acoustic Hill says, Today I learned dummy is the Australian word for pacifier. Yeah, it is. Probably sounded pretty weird, me talking about a dummy. Without context, yeah, we say, we call it a dummy. Is that British as well? I feel like that might be a British thing. Uh, Swim says, I'm fishy, says, ha ha, yes it is. Fun fact. Pacifiers have many different informal names. Binky or Wookie, American English. I haven't, don't know if I've heard Wookie. Definitely heard Binky. A dummy in Australian English and British English. A soother. And a doddy in Haberno English. Um, interesting. It's funny being in Australia, especially, I find that I think Australians are good at that kind of thing because it just comes down to pretty much how much TV and movies we produce, which is not that much. So there's not that much Australian TV and not that much Australian movies. Um, so the majority of what I would watch on Netflix or on, you know, on whatever would be either American or British because there's so much more British and American content. Um, but I think that if you're in America, you're probably more exposed to American TV and movies than anything else. Of course, you still see, you know a bit of British TV or movies, a bit of British or Australian TV movies. But um, it doesn't sort of need to be outsourced. And so it's probably, you know, if you're running a American TV station or streaming or whatever, you know, it's cheaper to broadcast American stuff. Um, and same in England, you know, they... they probably prefer also you know cultivated to their taste more than anything so the british watch more british tv than anything what am i trying to say i think australians you know americans will be like i can't understand a word they're saying if it's in like a british accent or whatever um or a scottish accent and vice versa uh but us australians we're so exposed to every type of accent every type of uh you know all the different words for different things so it's funny to me, Acoustic Eels, that you don't know the word dummy is the American word, uh, Australian word for pacifier, where I do know that pacifier is the American version of dummy. Uh, and kind of the list goes on. Any any word there, there's like a British version of it, an Aussie version of it, and a US version of it. Us Aussies are good at saying, yep, this is each one. Um... Anyway, there's a weird rant to go on. Um, what are we talking about? Poems. Yeah, this one about... Um, I can't remember what it was about. My love is dead, gone to his deathbed, all under the willow tree. Swim says, here is a very cold pail of water dashed in our faces. Chattered and died by suicide. Aged 17 years and 9 months by taking arsenic. Oh, 
Side note, you may recall that Emma in Modern, Madame Bovary also killed herself with arsenic. I do remember, and it was awful. Awful way to go, because it's not quick. And it's not painless, that's for sure. It's um, a relatively quick decision to say, I'm taking this arsenic, and you take it. And then it's like, cool, now I'm going to die for the next several hours. Uh, this poem is part of Rowley Poems. The blurb below is from Amazon. At 1763, uh, an 11-year-old boy named Thomas Chatterton began publishing mature works of poetry. Before long, he was fooling the literary world by passing his work off as that of a non-existent 15th-century poet named Thomas Rowley, which he did until unmasked by Horace Walpole. Brought up in poverty and without a father, he studied furiously and went on to try and earn a living from his writing after impressing the likes of Lord Mayer, William Beckford, and the radical leader John Wilkes. He eagerly looked for an outlet in London for his political works, but was unable to make it a decent living and, despairing, poisoned himself at the age of 17. Chatterton had a significant impact on Romantic artists, including Coleridge, Wordsworth, Shelley and Keats, with numerous notable poems, plays and paintings having been dedicated to him since his untimely death. This volume contains Chatterton's controversial collection of poetry by the invented Thomas Rowley, contents include editor's introduction and poems supposed to have been written in Bristol. As part of our poetry imprint, Rag, Ragged Hand Read and Co. is a republishing this classic collection of poetry now. At, okay. Well, there you go. Wow. He, uh, I just realized that I was, you know, I was reading an extract from a blurb for a book and that's why it was talking about a certain volume. Anyway, super fascinating that he was fooling the literary world as an 11-year-old. Um, he must have been an absolute prodigy. And sad that at 17 he decided that, um, you know, he just couldn't beat the odds, couldn't make a living from it, and killed himself. But it's like, oh, man, at 17, no matter how smart you are and how good you are at poetry, you just don't have the context of being like, all right, you've been doing this since you're 11 and you're 17. That's six years. At 17, six years feels like a lifetime of rejection, right? Um, but just doesn't have that context of being like, man, you just, you probably could have tried for a couple more years and, and made it. And looking at the success that he did have in those, you know, in that, in that six years or so, where he did win over these major figures, Lord Mayer, William Beckford, John Wilkes, you know, etc. It's like, mate, you were there, you you were probably 95% of the way there, you know. Uh, so, golly. That's one bad decision. That is a terrible decision to do, something like that. Um... Let's read some more poems before this little fellow on my uh, on my lap here wakes up. Although he's pretty out of it. Toby's here again, by the way. It looks like Toby's going to be joining me for podcasting quite often because Kylie and I have a bit of a routine where you know we'll be we watch Tally on the couch of an evening until a sort of, sort of point where we're like, all right, let's watch Tally in bed <laughs> so we go up to our bedroom and put that telly on um and before that when we migrate from the lounge room to the bedroom kylie will go have a shower first 
and I, being a morning showerer, will do my podcast in that window. Um, so being that Kylie is going to have a shower and it's also nearly time for Toby to feed again, I can't just sort of put him down and he'll be fine. He'll wake up and be hungry if I put him down at this point. Uh, and Kylie can't hold him. Obviously she's in a shower. So hence Toby's going to be joining us probably for more often than not. And that's fine because I kind of like him. George Crabb is our poet today. Born 1754, died 1832. Nice long life. Good on you, George. Poem's called Meeting. My daemon was the first to wake, the gentle flame that cannot die. My daemon is the last to take the faithful bosom of softest sigh. The life between is nothing worth, O cast it from thy thought away. Think of the day that gave it birth, and this is sweet returning day. Buried be all that has been done, or say that naught is done amiss. For who the dangerous path can shun in such bewildering world as this? But love can every fault forgive, or with a tender look reprove. But now let naught in memory live, but that we meet and that we love. This one's called Late Wisdom. We've trod the maze of error round, long wandering in the winding glade, and now the torch of truth is found, it only shows us where we strayed. By long experience taught, we know, can rightly judge of friends and foes, can all the worth of these allow, and all the faults discern in those. Now tis our boast that we can quell the wildest passions in their rage. Can their destructive force repel in their impetuous wrath your sage? Ah, virtue, dost thou arm when now this bold rebellious race and are fled, when all these tyrants rest and thou art warring with the mighty dead. And the last very short poem is called A Marriage Ring. The ring, so worn as you behold, so thin, so pale, is yet of gold. The passion, such it was to prove, worn with life's care, yet love. Love yet was love. Okay. All right. That's the poem. I think I messed that last one up, but whatever. Thank you very much for listening. See you tomorrow.